and welcome to Franchise Surprise! The only podcast where Kali Ma. I'm Nick Lathan. I'm Rip Camelucci. And I'm Peyton Lynch. <laughs> and this week we're talking Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And for the longest Indiana time, Jones and the Temple of Doom. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That was actually the the original lyrics. It, instead of anything goes, it was just them <laughs> doing a little stupid dance. Still doing a whole Busby Berkeley. Yeah, but it's just a going. Indy. Nothing. Nothing has sequel energy like opening the film with a big Busby Busby Berkeley dance Man, number. That is such a great point. <laughs> I've been searching for years to 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 try and describe. And, and contextualize what is happening at the beginning of this movie and that is the best way that is the best way to put it it's the weirdest thing ever uh if you're if you're thinking hey that's weird um blame george lucas because <laughs> <laughs> just the usual whenever george lucas is involved in anything because it was it, it was it was yeah uh, <laughs> it's something afoot <laughs> Where's George? <laughs> hey guys, what's up? Uh, I'm over here doing some weird shit. We saw what you named the bar. <laughs> we saw what you named it, man. Come on, everyone noticed. Um, I was going to name it Club Jar Jar, but that's a spoiler. That's right. <laughs> what is a spoiler? Like, he, like he knew who Jar Jar was yeah. at this point. That's so funny. I'm just picturing uh, George Lucas having like a Doom style dream, like dream foreshadowing the future of uh, Jar Jar disappearing. Like he's in a desert and just Jar Jar disappears <laughs> on the horizon. And he just, he just doesn't know what it is, but he keep, it keeps, it's just a recurring thing in his dreams. It's just some <laughs> fucked up looking cactuses, like when you focus in on it. Yeah. <laughs> It's obvious that George Lucas like did not plan ahead of time like for most things, but it's funny to think that it's funny to think but it's funny to think that like what if he did and like just none of his writing makes any sense? Well yeah, like what if he did and he's like, Yeah, they yeah. They were meant to be brother and sister. They were supposed to make out real hard. Like, <laughs> well, fa- well, famously, like uh, J- Harrison Ford said, George, you may write it, but you don't have to act it. Like, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, man, yeah, this movie is a wild trip, and and even wilder is the behind the scenes shit with it. And I have like once again peppered into behind the scenes stuff. Um, good, good, as good. we discussed, but before we get into <laughs> Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, let's talk about the box office. It came out. Box on- office. Talking about it. We're talking about <laughs> box office. Ooh, How we have much a theme did song now. it make? All right, we're. Uh, I'm going to solo rips, and then we're going to put that to anything goes, and that's going to be the yeah. eventual <laughs> box office thing. <laughs> um, so, Indiana Jones and Double Doom came out May 23rd, 1984, Memorial Day weekend. This becomes a recurring theme. Every other Indiana Jones movie, except for Dial of Destiny from here on out, has come out Memorial Day weekend, I think. I think the Crystal School come out Memorial Day. I feel like it did. Anyway. Yeah, why um, wouldn't it have? We'll get to it. I know Last Crusade did. But number one at the box office was, of course, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Hell yeah. Not surprising. It was uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Definitely not. Was was eight weeks at the number one at the box office in 81. So, of course. 
Slam Number dunk. two. Yeah. Slam dunk and funk. Anyway. <laughs> Isn't that from Smart House? Yeah, that is from Smart House. Sorry, everybody, for bringing back a DCOM. Anyway, uh, number two at the box office was The Natural, starring Robert Redford and my man, Wolfer Brimley. All right, all right. Now we're talking. Yeah. This is a great... Oh, boy. Dads are eating this weekend. Dude, <laughs> speaking of dads eating, here comes the ultimate dance movie. That's right, Breaking. That was a horrible Ooh. transition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and number number four is a movie that we brought up consistently last episode, Romancing the Stone, a.k.a. the <laughs> the alternate universe Raiders of the Lost Ark cast. Oh my god, that's crazy that these came out the same year. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love just the middle finger that that is. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. No, fuck you. Was that opening weekend for Romancing the Stone? No, it was you know? not. No, okay. Um, I feel like uh, let me go to the bottom. Let me go to the numbers. Probably but like um, spring release or something like that. Yeah, but I just love that. Like Steven Spielberg was like, "Oh, you're gonna copy my shit? Well, guess what? I'm gonna hire you to direct this little movie called Back to the Future." <laughs> Even though Zemeckis, I think it's very that. funny because I was gonna mention how like. In comparison to Kate Cap Will Willie in this movie, I think that Catherine uh, <clears throat> Catherine does it a little bit better in Romancing the Stone. Well, I mean, oh, Ka- Kathleen Turner. <laughs> it's Kathleen. Yeah, Turner. Kathleen Turner. Let's see. Um, I I also like the idea of Steven Spielberg being uh, a really vengeful Hollywood power player, but he uses his power to just lift other people up <laughs> and change their yeah. lives for the better. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> great. I wish everybody would do that. So, Romancing the Stone, well, I know we're not covering that, but it came out March 30th, and Romancing the Stone is very interesting. It opened up at number four at the box office, okay? And never left. And then it went <laughs> and then it went up to the number three, and then it went, say, to number three, and then it went up to number two, and then stayed at number two, and then went down number three. Yeah, so it's just in the top. It's what's just hanging the, out, hanging out in the top five. What's the uh, that'd be a, a value pick for the league? I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the uh, <laughs> what's the name of the sequel to Romancing the Stone? Because they did make a, a second one, the Jewel, Jewel, Jewel of the, the Nile, Jewel of the Nile, yeah, the Nile. It came out like two years later, and it was like not as good. Right. Yeah, no, unfortunately, not as good. Surprised it's not IP we haven't revisited yet. Well, we're you know we're it's coming up to the Kathleen Turner season. We're covering nothing, yeah. but we're doing Body Heat. We're doing uh, Man with Two Brains. Uh, other we do movies. Body Heat. I can I can uh, just like who uh, frame Roger Rabbit? Hopefully, <laughs> Kathleen Turner's voice holds a very special place in my heart. <laughs> I jokingly uh, told Regina that uh, I was like, I've been tr- I've been racking my brain trying to think about which uh, celebrity couple were most like, and I was like, I figured it out. And I just texted her a picture of uh, Jessica Rabbit and Roger Rabbit. <laughs> uh, man, yeah, Jewel of the Nile six point one, Romancing the Stone has a six point nine. I feel like Romancing the Stone's IMDb score should be higher. It's a great movie. It's, it should be in the sevens. This should be. Anyway, and Jewel Denial came out, well, a year later, actually. Yeah. No wonder. They probably rushed it. That's why it's so bad. It was was number three at the box office for 18 weeks straight. We gotta gotta (laughs) get that. Anyway, uh, on to the next movie, which was number five, was 16 Candles. 
Hell yeah. Uh, number six, Police Academy, another franchise we could cover. <laughs> oh, baby, just you wait. Uh, number seven, Firestarter. Uh, at the time, probably not that weird. Right now, very problematic since George C. Scott plays a Native American person. <laughs> it's very weird. This was kind of the weekend of a uh, racist movie. I guess so, like. yeah. Oh, the, yeah, the definitely. 80s? <laughs> Temple of Doom, 16 Candles, Oh, Fire I forgot Starter. about 16 Candles, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of racist, Splash. It was number eight at the box office. Really, really horrible. It's mer people. The uh, folk. I can't believe if you watch on Disney Plus, they like censor out Daryl Hannah's butt because they just extend that. Oh, hair. I remember. Yeah, yeah. it looks yeah, so. Yeah. F- I'm like, I'm like that. What the fuck? <laughs> that, that hair looks weird. I remember a butt. Growing up, I remember a butt. <laughs> I remember a butt. <laughs> oh, no, it sounds like to me they just made her butt hairy. That's, that's yeah. What it sounds like to me. The highlight of the I, watching it now. The highlight 100 is John Candy. He's the only good part of that movie. <laughs> I love Splash as a kid. I haven't watched it since then, though. So. Well, you'd be surprised. Uh, There's no butt. Our, our <laughs> friend Madison Kirby is named after Madison from Madison Splash. from Splash. Oh, well, cute. apparently the name Madison for a, a person didn't or didn't come out until this movie. So people, that's when it started. Was whenever Splash came out, it was like, oh, we can that can be a name, like a first name. There we go. <laughs> All right, hey, that's that's. That's called that's a fucking legacy right there. That's called impact. Yeah. That's called cultural impact. Madison was basically the Renesmee of its time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, put that on the shirt in the Indiana Jones font. Uh, number nine. <laughs> number nine was Footloose. Whoa, this All is right. packed. Yeah. And then number 10 was the original movie with a colon in the title, Greystoke colon, The Legend of Tarzan, comma, Lord of the Apes. Uh, or as my Another Tarzan would say, movie. Tarzan. Yeah, Tarzan. I was going to say, wait, I've said this recently. <laughs> uh, Greystoke. I remember like my, my parents used to watch that movie a lot. Like all these movies, excuse me, this like, uh, this whole top 10 was just... Except for maybe Firestarter or Sixteen Candles, this is just on like a constant and breaking. Constant. I was gonna say your breaking really is gonna be on that list. On a constant loop. I've in my never household. heard of breaking before. Really, breaking too. Yeah. Electric Boogaloo, for certain. <laughs> Wait, is that the real type? That is, is that where Electric Boogaloo comes that's from? One hundred percent where it comes from. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. Break it. So that that's that that implies. That the first break-in is about the Amish, because there's no electricity, nor a boogaloo. (laughs) I don't think I've seen electric boogaloo. I know I've seen break-in, because break-in... I love the the, um, poster for it, because it's like a shoe, but with the little plug thing in it. Yeah. But yeah, Breakin famously has the uh, turbo dancing with a a broom to the song Tour de de France by Kraftwerk. And... um, Electric Boogaloo, I think there's a hosp- they're a part in a hospital where they're dancing in a hospital because somebody's in a coma. And then I don't Michael know. Myers uh, cooks them in the hot tub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he puts a finger through the he puts his thumb through somebody's forehead. Yeah, that's yeah. that's breaking to electric. Boogaloo. Yeah, that's breaking to electric boogaloo. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, so that was yeah that was the top ten for that. So solid solid weekend of the movies. Definitely. Um, I, you're gonna have a, a hard time finding a good summer weekend in the eighties. Yeah. 
It's it's insane, especially because I've already looked ahead at the Last Crusade weekend. That one Whoa, is spoilers. That one's uh, Dad Movie City. That's all I can what say. Year did that come out? Eighty nine. Eighty nine. It is. Whew, they 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 Hollywood said, "Guess what, everybody? We have an untapped market." Dads, <laughs> uh, we're gonna make all the, the dad 80s. movies. We have a, a, a an unfounded sense of confidence and wealth. Hey, dads, get on out there with your disposable income after you mow that lawn, huh? <laughs> uh, now, now these are yeah. Anyway, I think it's 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 just weird. Like looking up, looking at this, like Top Gun, especially, just shaped. Ha- movies for the next I, I, uh, still because we got a, had a new Top Gun movie last year but like just the way movies are made because it's you know anyway I'm not going to get into that analytical discussion uh, so Indian Jones Temple of Doom was the throne by Temple of Doom Temple of Doom cover that butt <laughs> was the throne by Star Trek 3 The Search for Spock a odd number Star Trek that's actually decent I like that one is, is that the whale one or no Whale wants to search did they for find, Spock. Did they find Spock? Yes, they, they found him. He good, was good, he was good, a little boy good. on a weird planet. Um, <laughs> I think it was the the part of the Genesis Project. They were uh, f- from the second one from Rathokan. They launched a <laughs> torpedo at a planet and making it anyway. The villain in this one is Christopher Lloyd, and it's a Klingon Christopher Lloyd. It's fucking weird. Anyway, it's another franchise we could definitely cover. Uh, speaking of weird guest star things, uh, Nick, I just saw today that. Uh, Columbo is getting a big Blu-ray release with a bunch of extras. I just fucking bought the DVDs. Sorry. <sighs> Fuck you. Well, hopefully they can put more than two episodes per disc because that thing is fucking thick. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm going to have to research that when we jump off here. Uh, yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So opening weekend, um, Memorial Day, it made $33 million. And a total of $179 million is all domestic on a budget of $28 million. So it made a budget back opening weekend and then some. Nice. So $10 million more than Raiders. All right. That's the box office stuff. Are you ready for the main movie? Yeah. We're going to talk about the main movie now. <laughs> We're going to talk about the movies. So yeah, uh, George Lucas had the idea for the for the musical opening number, and he was like, "Hey, St- Steve, you've always wanted to make a musical, right?" <laughs> Steve Spielberg was like, "Yeah, what did you have in mind?" He's like, "Can you imagine if all of Temple of Doom was a musical?" <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, please. yeah, absolutely. absolutely. If any of them, it would be this one for sure. And also knowing now that what do we know about his actual direction of a musical. <laughs> I have not seen uh, West Side Story yet. I need to sit down and watch it. I absolutely fucking loved it. I thought it was it, it didn't here here was my here was my letterbox review. It didn't reinvent the wheel. It gave it power steering. Oh, that's a good review. <laughs> I know. I know. How did you feel uh the performance of Officer Krupke as a person who's uh, uh who has played Officer Krupke in a in a production I of this? I have not played Officer Krupke. I, I played Action who performs the the number uh, Officer Krupke. That's right. <laughs> I understand the confusion. Um and I thought uh the entire number of Officer Krupke uh uh mind it for social commentary that it probably in no way did it intend to mean at the time except it probably actually did when you consider 
uh, 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 where and when this was written. So actually, uh, I felt like it, it kicked fucking ass and played uh, even better today than than it would have back then. Okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on the shirt in the Indiana you, font. Uh-oh. They canceled the Colombo Blu-ray? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got the, um, I got the Florida Panthers uh, Las Vegas uh, Golden Knights Stanley Cup final game on. And, Ooh. Uh, it's now 4 nothing Las Vegas. So my man, my man pulling triple duty. I Look, you know. Uh, <laughs> You're knitting a sweater. You, you have no this. idea when when you grow up in South Florida that uh, you know in fucking twenty plus years both the basketball team and the, the hockey team are going to be in the fucking finals of both sports. That's crazy. It is. Crazy. No matter what happens, Rich, you have to stay in a good mood because we're still recording. A oh, I will. It's for nothing. It's all like <laughs> fucking gravy. If anything, I'm just going to get more excited because it's going to be a giant comeback. <laughs> and we're gonna be like, yeah. Let's talk about all those little steaks on the table. <laughs> okay, so there's... Was a- that snake supposed to be pregnant? Was that the assumption there? Or were those, like, live eels baked into a snake? I think it was live eels baked into a snake. Well, they were snakes. Uh, no, they were that's snakes. That's what I'm saying. Because old yeah. dude, uh, you know, double jerking it with the two snakes. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I think they were like, yeah, they were like live baby snakes. <laughs> that was th- this movie's so fucking weird because it is it's like so Steven weird. Spielberg fighting the darkness with weird 1930s, like Abbott and Costello humor. I was going to say, this is so it's such a combination of silly and horrifying that there's like such a modern Abbott and Costello bent to it. That is, that is, that yeah. you don't expect. You don't expect that flavor going to visit it in 2023. Yeah, but it's there. This this whole last part in the beginning with Indiana Jones trying to get the antidote. Uh, that is straight up just a like bigger budgeted. Not probably not, but like a better <laughs> movie version of the fucking dance hall scene from 1941. That's like. That is the type of humor this movie has is like 1941 <laughs> style humor. The well, movie, not the year. Hold on. I'll, uh, no, I know what you're not, which 1941 you're talking about. And this movie at least made me chuckle a couple times. <laughs> I, okay, okay. Belushi's bit in 1941, I think's funny. But other I, than 19, that, also look, the bit know, when Robert Stack, is it Robert Stack who's like watching yes. Snow White on repeat? That shit's funny to me for some reason. I I can't I can't speak to it because I saw it just the one time in college and was so just disappointed with it. Because mm-hmm. like it felt like it was being kept a secret to me. Like oh, it's a Belushi and Aykroyd movie directed by Spielberg and it's supposed to be a comedy. Like why hasn't anyone told me about this? Everyone knows that this is what something it seems like I would design in my head. And then I watched it, and I realized that just people were looking out for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I watched it as a kid just because I, I thought the same thing. I think it popped up on Encore one day, and it was like, whoa, Steven Spielberg? The dudes who wrote Bat in the Future? Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi? Yeah, the Blues Brothers are in this? Oh, and then you watch it like, oh, first of all, they don't they don't meet each other at any point in the movie. <laughs> oh, my God! There's a deleted scene of them like seeing each other going, hey, and that's it. That's all they did. <laughs> See, that's fucking funny. Yeah. 
Don't uh, delete that. I I own 1941 on Blu-ray. It came with a Spielberg box set I got for my birthday, and but I haven't watched it, so I need to rewatch it. I've never seen that one. It's um, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm not really sold no, on it from yeah, from what I've heard. It's a, it's it's a, from a fucking bummer, man. It's it's, a, <laughs> it's it's just like you're wondering where this is going the whole time. Yeah. It's trying so hard to be Doctor Strange Love, but of its time. Ugh. It's weird. This movie definitely, because I was thinking about how much, like, I don't know, like, slapstick funny it was more than the first one. But it, but you guys are right. It, it, they dial up the horror and the comedy in this one. Yeah. It's, yeah, um, it's, it's like they're like, they're trying, they were trying to make a, f- and, and here's the thing is they got away with it. Uh, yeah. Like, whatever <laughs> weird, like, uh, 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 criticisms that we have of it, they fucking got away with it. Yeah, but like it, 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 it felt like they were trying to make a four quadrant movie, but every quadrant was like maxed out to what that demographic would like. Yeah, <laughs> and so it was just all these extremes in every. I direction. feel like it's like yeah, I feel like it's like the ultimate sequel, just in spirit. I think yeah, for sure. Well, that's something that um, that's like a note I have at the end because it's like. At the end of the making of on the on the Blu-ray, it's just it just ends with Harrison Ford, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas just like summing up the movie, and then Harrison Ford just said it like pretty well, which he was like, he was like, yeah, is it the best one? Not really, but I admire it for how original it is. Like as far as sequels go, you did not. I didn't see this coming. I don't think anybody saw this coming. That's why I got such a weird backlash. But he's like, I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Harrison Ford can fucking sleep at night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, yeah. This it's it's so fucking weird. It's it's a weird movie. I think that's why I love it so much. Just because it's it 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 really feels like a gateway horror movie. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like a horror kid could definitely like a little kid could definitely ease them into horror with all this batshit yeah. crazy weird like fucking severed arms hanging off statues fingers on necklaces shit like that it's fucking crazy Mm -hmm. Hmm. i don't know fucking lowering people into into lava hell pits that was see that was just george lucas preparing you for episode three see my man had a plan he knew it (laughs) (laughs) i have the high ground in d (laughs) <laughs> a guy with no heart yelling, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a funny thing about this musical number I thought was so funny is that they, uh, so Kate Capshaw for weeks rehearsed this dance number with all the, the, the blonde wigged top hat women. And um, she could not do it because the dress she was wearing fit like a glove and she could not move in it. Oh, yeah. Which I thought it's kind of like the swordsman in the first movie. It was just like a guy trained for so long, and then they just fucking shot him. <laughs> but not because Kate Capshaw was about to shit her pants. No, 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 no. <laughs> My man Harrison Ford ain't got any good luck in these movies because in this one he herniated a disc and had to like go off and like had to fly back to L.A. from England um, and get surgery. And then Vic Vic Armstrong, his stuntman, had to step in and do all the stunt like all the scenes so that whole last fight is just Vic Armstrong that's why they never show his face and then Harrison Ford came back and they just did close-ups and fucking called it a day (laughs) he uh he's always getting hurt on set I feel like 
Whether he's crashing planes or yeah, having shit <laughs> fall on his foot. I thought it was funny in this movie that the, the indie said he couldn't fly planes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he can't in real life either. <laughs> that was, yeah. Uh, when you said my man doesn't have any good luck, I thought you said my man doesn't have any good looks in this movie. And I was like, oh, that is incorrect. Because they give you a, like a whole sequence, a whole stretch where the where homie's just shirtless. Oh, and he worked out for it too. Oh yeah, you could tell. <laughs> There's a uh, there, in the behind the scenes. He's like, it's like he he's dressed like an old school like strong man. Like he's like he's wearing like a weight belt and like a tank top, and he's like lifting. He's lifting these these uh, weights that are like balls, like balls. They look like the cartoon weights. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. no, it's, it's so weird like looking. dumbbells that Wiley Coyote <laughs> would use. Yeah. And the whole time they made him put on a curly, like a handlebar mustache curled up to the max. And he's just sitting there. <laughs> he's waving his finger like this at people, threatening them. They had a barker just standing by him at all times. <laughs> See if I could outlive, outweigh, and outlive Harrison Ford. He keeps getting his back <laughs> fucked up, but we're going to have him in the movie. <laughs> Training for the films. Very uh, man, you brought up Kate Capshaw, and uh, it's it's weird. It's a weird. It's such a weird um, bit of a whiplash going from. Karen Allen to Kate Capshaw, but not even that. More so, Marion Ravenwood to Willie. Willie, Willie yeah. Scott. I remember her last name? Willie Scott. Uh, Willie Scott. Um, and and it's one of those things that just feels like a weird lashing out for no reason at like yuppie women. Uh, like uh, uh, Nick, you know the the Jimmy Buffett song, "The Weather Is Here." Wish you were beautiful. Oh, one hundred percent. She. <laughs> Encapsulates many of the same qualities as the main character's partner in that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that sounds right. Yeah, very prissy, very pampered. You know, can't rough it. You know, but uh, so I don't know. It, it was complicated feelings about that character overall. But I thought that Kate Capshaw herself did a fantastic job um, with what she was asked to do in this movie. Yeah, she was. Yeah, that was like the like I said last episode. That's what a lot of the critics said about that character is like you go from Marion, who's like this you know strong you know independent woman, to this screaming starlet like singer who's like always falling on her ass and you know. Which also yeah. like if I got taken, fucking I don't know. Like I'm just doing my job, and then all of a sudden there's a shootout at my work, and then I'm like being taken by a stranger. I'd be screaming and, and hollering too. That's I'd true. Be upset. Hey, I'm just at yeah. my work. I'm, I'm, I feel like I read. I feel like I read somewhere that they like the intention was to make her like the polar opposite of Marion, which I feel like was kind of a mistake because, I mean, that's a cool idea, and I like that they tried to go in a different direction and have like a different kind of heroine. But I also feel like in the writing of Willie, they it kind of comes off as one dimensional, mm-hmm. and she doesn't. Yeah. They don't actually put any depth behind her character besides she's the opposite of Marion. It's yeah, she's just like screaming all the time and is horny for Indy, but also mad at Indy. Yeah. Those are like yeah. her three modes. <laughs> Women. But I did I like right? I did like her character a lot as a kid because I like I don't I think I was a big fan of like obviously like romancing the stone sort of enemies to lovers type of 
thing. So I liked when her and Indy fought with each other. Plus, uh, you know, Willie's wardrobe and hairstyle reminded you a lot yeah. of Miss Piggy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Dude, they're the, they're in that part where they uh they do they're in the river rapids. They're, they fly to the airplane in the raft. I love that part. They're flying in the hill. <laughs> they cut to a back shot of the stunt people on the fuck, and they oh. straight up put a Miss Piggy wig on that stunt it's man. Miss Piggy. That is Miss Piggy, actually. <laughs> She was the stunt double. She's the stunt double. At the end of the movie, movie when they're fighting all the thuggy, uh, I heard Willie go, (laughs) I do. Well, actually, in that rapid rapid scene, she has a line that I think is so funny when she's like, I hate water. I hate this. And I hate you. All seriousness. I mean, the one actress I think could have elevated that role without changing a word of dialogue would have been Miss Piggy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's get, let's, hey, listen, we got Frank Oz. He's over here doing, he's over here playing Yoda. Let's bring him, let's bust him over, you know, same yeah. studio. Let's bust him over yeah. and have him <laughs> voice some fucking puppet. Let's go. What's more of an opposite than a pig compared to, to Cape Capshaw? For real, yeah. Cape- <laughs> I mean, Marion Ravenswood. Well, and uh. like, also, you could see those, those, yeah, the Marion, like those <laughs> scenes where, you know, they're, they're waiting for each other in their separate chambers. And she's like, yeah. like, you could see, like, it would have been getting, so funny. Yeah, yeah. getting front to where she's like, yo, if he doesn't, like, defeat these guys and go in there, she's going to fucking kill him worse than you can imagine. Exactly. I love love it when they they use the puppet head of Miss Picky and when she's mad, she's got, like, the eyebrows coming down. Yeah, the the eyes are so big. Could you imagine that coming out? Like, they they just put her on a dolly and just move her forward and you just see that flying towards us. Oh, my God. We need to fucking make a shot for shot remake. Here's what I'm saying. Disney needs to just fucking stop with the live action remakes of their animated movies and just make Muppet action remakes of anything they've ever owned. Yeah. That's just money on the tape. I think what they need to do, though, they need need to use the ILM and all that stuff just to Mm -hmm. take Kate Capshaw out of this movie and just put it in Miss Piggy. That's all they need to do. (laughs) Here's the thing. The Miss Piggy cut. That's rude. (laughs) That is rude. Yeah, it is rude to Kate Capshaw. She's fantastic in it. I know. I know. (laughs) It'd have to be like one of those like underground tapes where you get like Peyton said. Yeah. Cut. Where like uh, uh, who was it? Who was it? Was it like Topher Grace or somebody who just like cut together like all the Star Wars or? Something oh yeah, he like and his he and his buds they get together like once a year and like re-edit like movies. They they did like I think they turn. And never mind, that was somebody else. But um, yeah, they like cut Jar Jar out movies and like yeah. make it one movie and all this shit. Yeah, yeah, get Topher on the case. Well, here, here's here's the thing. I feel like uh, if we're doing if we're doing all this stuff. I don't know if the thuggy should be played by like Rizzo and all of his rats <laughs> or uh, King Prawn and all like just a bunch of shrimp dudes. Like, yeah. I <laughs> don't know which. It's one or the other. Pepe Le Prawn. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, God, Sam Eagle has to play Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a, what a fucking silly cameo that was. 
That's why I said like the nineteen. Like in my notes, I, I wrote like this scene has nineteen forty one energy, and then Dan Aykroyd cheers up, and I was like, further providing the nineteen forty one energy, <laughs> and further like getting George Lucas over in a corner and having a little alien discussion with him, like you know. Hey, uh, I've had this idea for a vodka for a long time. <laughs> you know, I've had this idea for a movie. <laughs> That's. I think we just cracked the case as to how fucking Lucas got to that. Yeah. Oh, man. Have you ever seen the YouTube video of somebody actually making the head of the person from the Crystal Skull Vodka bottle? No. Look it up. It's, no. it's weird. They, like, they, like, they <laughs> layer, like, clay for, like, muscle and, like, skin and all this stuff and actually, like... This is what the, the Crystal Skull Vodka head, like, person would look like. It's <laughs> pretty trippy anyway uh i love this whole opening fight sequence and like the round the lazy susan stuff with yeah i like that too uh and indiana jones dress he's wearing he's fucking wearing indiana J- or uh james bond's outfit from gold i was gonna say get get a lot of bond vibes like if they if they did want to just take that series this franchise in that direction, that was like where this train stop where they could have gotten off at and just been like, yeah, we're just going to be Bond now. Yeah. Which is kind of what they do with the new love interest each movie. That's what they were trying to do. And then casting of Sean Connery and, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember there was talks of like just having the character Indiana Jones become like James Bond and have like new actors play him. And then Harrison Ford was like. <laughs> Over my dead body. Like, he's well, dying. Like he's dying intention. with me. Yeah. That was, like, the intention with uh, Shia was, like, he would pass the torch. It's going to be a different character, but it's still going to carry the franchise. <laughs> and everybody said, no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah, looking this- at you, Jeremy Renner, for two <laughs> other franchises. I wonder if in the if in the new movie they're even going to acknowledge Shia's existence, or if they're just going to pretend like he doesn't even exist. Yeah, you got, mean Mutt? Yeah, you got Mutt, yeah. and then you got, uh, like, there's no mention of Marion being in this one, so... Yeah, no. Anyway. Maybe he got, maybe Andy got divorced or whatever, and he's like a... a, a <laughs> he found out Mutt wasn't really his. Yeah. It turns out it was British pilot or whatever that guy was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really, I, I really love uh, this exchange of like Nurhashi like giving the remains over, and then like yeah. then Indiana Jones drinking the drink, and then the dude slowly pulls out the vial. I've done this, I don't know how many times to people. I'll have like something. secretly poisoned your guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Antidote <laughs> <laughs> in front of them. No, anytime I, anytime I'm at a party or whatever, there's like a drink or whatever that's like in a tube or whatever. I always pull yeah. it out of my coat. Hauling it up, and then people go, "What's that?" And I go, "Antidote." And they go, "For what?" Antidote. The poison you just drank, Doctor Jones. <laughs> I love that. I love that interaction. <laughs> I think this is the part. This the VHS. If I was to put in the VCR today, this is the part that would just be the most fucked up because I feel like I just watched the beginning of this movie the mo- like over and over and over yeah. again because it's a fucking solid opening. It's a great intro. Uh, short round. I remember. I used to f- perfect intro for a character. Oh my god! Holy smoke! Crash landing. <laughs> Okie dokie, Doctor Jonesy. Hold on to your potato. Uh, 
Every the little box taped to his foot Dude, so he can reach the pedals. I remember seeing that as a kid going, of course. That's all I need for me to drive. <laughs> I got these blocks and I'm not using them because I'm too There's old. There's a kid driving the car. <laughs> My mom said that once a week. <laughs> uh, she does because she does have some good one liners. Uh yeah, um, I burnt my fingers and I cracked a nail. I just put the eye roll emoji next to that. <laughs> I love, I love, um, I mean, Key is amazing in this movie, um, but also just short round as a character is so fun. Yeah. Because it's like an actual useful child sidekick as opposed to like in a lot of movies, it's just like the kid's just there to get into trouble. Well, short round's uh, there specifically to go get their stuff. Yeah. Also, <laughs> since we're talking about kids, I want to say the MVP of this movie is child endangerment. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. It just kept coming back. All right. So I think this is needs to be brought up, but Harrison Ford was not Harrison Ford. Uh, George Lucas was going through a divorce at this time, so maybe that was his like he's like trying to win the kids back. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, George. Call into the show and let us know what your intentions were. I know you planned this movie eight <laughs> years out. Um, funny thing about Ki Hui Kwan was that his brother was auditioning, and uh, he was he was just on the sidelines telling his brothers what the, brother what to do the whole time. And then uh, Kathleen Kennedy, like, and like all the, everybody else was just like, um, "Who's this kid?" <laughs> and, Who's your uh, acting coach? Yeah, and then they <laughs> fucking stole the role from his brother. Talented one over here. <laughs> I feel like you hear those stories about like older Hollywood a lot. A lot of the time, of like, it's always the friend that comes to support the person at the audition, and it's like, you know, that person is like, "Fuck, I shouldn't have brought them to the audition." <laughs> I don't think Key thanked his brother during his Oscar speech, so maybe there's some, you know, some bad blood there. <laughs> maybe Key's brother's just watching at home, going, "That could have been me." <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, I love short round. There's a letterbox review that said, "Uh, Indiana Jones's name is in the title, but everybody knows short round's the main character." <laughs> so true. Oh man, I, what I, I was talking about because uh, he, you know, of course, did a lot of interviews for everything, everywhere, all at once. But an interview he did was, um, he was like remembering Harrison Ford. And he's like, he was an amazing guy, so down to earth, so humble, and really generous as an actor. And he taught me how to swim. We were just hanging out by the swimming pool in Sri Lanka in our hotel. And he says, Key, do you know how to swim? I didn't. So he says, come on, I'll teach you. Aww. Oh, anyways. <laughs> That's so they, sweet. They legitimately had a, a very fucking sweet and touching chemistry in this movie. Yeah. All three of them. I, yeah. That's another part that I do like about this movie is like the family dynamic mm -hmm. between uh, Willie and Indy and uh, Short Round mm -hmm. uh, that you don't really get in any of the other movies. I can't remember Crystal Skull, but I don't remember that it was, dynamic. You see, Your Honor, even if there's a new woman in the picture, the family <laughs> dynamic can still thrive. <laughs> a, a buxom... Blonde new woman in the picture. 
<laughs> oh, you can, you can really tell that uh, Spielberg had a little crush on his future wife, Kate Capshaw, based off of uh, yeah. costumes he was putting her in. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Marion Ravenwood wasn't wearing costumes like that. No. Well, she would never. <laughs> she would rip it up and turn it into a torch. Yeah. Use the damn thing. <sighs> What's my next note? Oh, yeah. Uh, this is a weird, weird little nit to pick for me. I don't like Indy's hat in this one. It's it's my least favorite of all the Indiana Jones hats. His it's hat re- seems <laughs> too pliable. It's very narrow at the top. It's not as broad as the one in Raiders and um, whatchamacallit. Well, it's a it's a prequel, so you know you can chalk it up to him, him still figuring out his, his, his hat game. His, yeah. His bad Larry, if you will. Oh man, I once referred to a hat as a bad Larry around my friend, and they had no idea what I was talking about. And so we're not friends anymore. Well um, done. I love the uh, a line that for some reason I still quote to this day. Every time I get gas or whatever, is him going fuel, 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 just hitting the. Oh god! Anyway, it's such a weird little, just weird little. Shit from movies that get stuck yeah. in your head, and you—that's that's mine for this movie. What's stuck yeah. in my head is not even technically from this movie. It's from Clerks when Randall says, "No time for love, Doctor Jones," which isn't even the line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought about that because I I've never even seen Clerks, and for some reason I remember it that way. He, he, he um, says, and then when it played in the movie, it was like, "Oh, it's not. That's yeah. not how he says it's, it." Hey, Doctor Jones, no time for love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You call him Dr. Jones, doll. Ah, oh, that's such a good line. <laughs> Dr. Jones. Uh, the wig. Also, what happened? I don't think they ever, because I always forget this is a prequel, but what happened to Short Round after this movie? I was that's... also wondering the same thing. <laughs> What's a weird? Why isn't he in Raiders if he's... Indy's adopted son, apparently. It's 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 so weird. And why are none of the cars from after two thousand and six? Jason Statham shows up and, and blows short round up. <laughs> In the car he was driving at the beginning of the movie. You, you just see two two smoldering blocks next to the car. Short round was the speed. original Drift King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking proof. Now I need wrong. now I need Key to show up in Fast X Part Two. No, but like seriously though. I mean, if there's like, one I've... person to save a franchise. Yeah, <laughs> here's here's how you do it. Here's how you get there, man. Fucking eventually, Momoa saves one of the family, so he become he comes to the the barbecue because that's the trope of it's the trope of the, of the franchise. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, the, the one who's been really, really, really actually masterminding it this whole time is Johnny Tran's brother. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, so we never see the Hobbs and Shaw the faceless figure. That's Correct. key. We can just make that <gasps> key. Oh, yeah. There we go. Well, there I assume we go. that they just spoilers for Fast X. I assume <laughs> that they just wrapped that shadowy figure into the whole shadowy cabal uh, that's in Fast X mm. that the agency reports to. Sorry, not to hijack this episode of Temple of Doom. <laughs> oh man. 
<sighs> Save it for where, whenever we're gonna record that episode. It'll it'll be in the future. Don't worry, everybody. If you're listening, going when they when they're doing Fast X. If you're here, if you're here <laughs> listening to an Indiana Jones podcast, going, I need Fast X content. You need to. You, <laughs> You need to look inward, my friend. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I really love the line, you're insulting them, and you're embarrassing yeah. me. <laughs> there are so many lines that fucking actually have been uttered in the lead up to divorce in this movie. <laughs> There are so I, I also love. I have heard my parents say in this movie. I also love, like, right before then when Indy's like, oh my God. And that, my parents have never seen this movie. <laughs> you picture your dad. See, the biggest problem with her is the noise. That was Spielberg. That was Spielberg's uh, con- contribution to the movie. What was his contribution? The the pre divorce dialogue. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is also a prequel to the Fableness. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also love the yeah, Sammy Fableman's is in there. Not Steven Spielberg. Sammy Fableman is just that yeah. little typewriter <laughs> writing everything that Paul Dano and uh, Michelle Williams says. I love uh, the Indies like. They're they're starving, and she's like, "Oh well, here you eat it," <laughs> which is like a legit response. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't fault her for that, but yeah, no, no. She was insulting them, and she was embarrassing. And she was embarrassing me. But she also looks at that and knows this is gonna make me shit my fuck. I love too seeing the fly land on it, and she like tries to shake it off. It's so funny. See, Craig Capshaw, great actor. I mean, that yeah, fly yeah. right there was fucking amazing. The way she went after that apple fucking 10 out of 10 i would i would have believed that she, <laughs> she hadn't eaten in three days <laughs> I, well, speaking of feeding um that the shaman when he's talking during that whole scene um mm. all the pauses and whatnot steven the guy didn't speak english so, so steven spielberg was phonetically giving him the lines and was like doing mm. all the stuff like touching his face like darkness and all that stuff and the guy was just <laughs> repeating steven spielberg so that's why there's all those weird pauses <laughs> in there and spielberg was like yeah we had to, in the edit we had to save that I had to go, mike, uh, mike Kahn had to go in and just add a bunch of random cutaways and stuff like that because the guy just <laughs> could not you know didn't didn't know the language so he couldn't say the lines properly anyway a little fun little bit of trivia uh, I all right that little Maharaja kid. Am I the only one that <laughs> jump wished he like wasn't actually under some sort of evil trance, and that and that shorty just just fucking was his evil. Ass? Yeah, <laughs> like I just wanted to see like short round just like fucking beat his ass. That part sure, that part yeah. fucking destroys me because like he's just beating the shit out of that kid, like burns him and all that shit. And then when it's done, uh he Andy yells, short round, quit fooling around with that kid and get in the cart. He's like, fuck quit, quit messing with that kid. Yeah. Uh, also also like by the end of that fight the kid looked like he just had like barbecue sauce all over his mouth. Oh yeah. <laughs> well that's like what was in that like, little that little indie figure that he had, it was you, you, you popped the head off and it was barbecue sauce. You didn't know that? <laughs> Guy loves St. Louis style barbecue back, baby back ribs. Oh, man. 
Um, <laughs> we're all over the fucking place, but I don't care. So is this movie, man. Yeah. If you want to get to the best part of the movie, hands down, the best part of the movie for me, and I might just have to find out a way to do a goddamn TikTok reaction, a TikTok reaction to this, and a TikTok reaction to Minty. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, is the minecart chase because holy shit! Oh uh, yeah, what? That just, just incredible! Mwah. Yeah, fucking no, you, no. When I was a kid, and even now, I'm like, that should be a ride at Disney. That, like the the, I'll tell you right now. Is it the Funkland the, or Yesterworld that covered that? Well, I'll tell you right now. The the Donkey Kong ride that's going to be at uh, Super Mario World at Epic Universe is going to basically be this, and it's yeah, going yeah. to fucking ruin our minds because they they did the game they did a video game thing in real life now do you jump into a barrel and get shot out of it you might i don't know <laughs> um yeah there was i don't know if it's yesterworld or defunct land but there was like a they do like a whole video about an indiana jones section at at one of these theme parks i forget which which disney it was but like it was all going to be in one building and like the minecart oh, ride nice. was gonna be a ride, it ended up becoming Indiana. Well, we'll, we'll talk. In about Jones it. Adventure. Yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah. about this on the on the theme park episode. Uh, Maharaja, uh, when you first see him, the conversation between Willie and Short Row on Crack so she, she's because she's like, "Ooh, the Maharaja!" Like, oh yeah, yeah. I love this part. <laughs> and then uh, a little kid, maybe he likes older little women. kids. Just says like, "That's the Maharaja." Maybe he likes older women. Ugh. <laughs> oh man! Before that, too, I th- one of the funniest scenes in the movie is when um, Indy and Short Rounder playing cards mm-hmm. at the campfire and uh and willie just keeps running into wild jungle animals it's so funny when she's like wrestling with the the bat and she starts screaming and he's like the problem is all the noise yeah see the problem her is all the noise <laughs> said during a divorce proceeding uh that that this this movie could just basically play at the beginning of wedding crashers yeah <laughs> the um that that scene you bring up Peyton with the like the bat and elephant and all that stuff. So that dress mm-hmm. that I brought up, I don't know why I keep I keep bringing this. This dress keeps coming back into play. <laughs> but uh, the costume designer, I forget his name, but was talking about um, they made this dress and they had these sequins that were like very specific and there wasn't a lot of them, so they made this. And then they were going to shoot the dance sequence at the end of the at the end of the picture. Uh, look at me saying picture like I'm fucking Martin Scorsese at the end of the picture. Anyway. Uh, so, but they had the dress before then for all the jungle scenes. Oh, the driving crooner, I see. <laughs> but, uh, so at the, uh, forget what, fucking drive, driving crooner distracted Sorry. me. But, uh, but they had the dress during that scene and it was like hung up, yeah. it was hung up on a branch. And so that elephant came over and just started eating the back of the dress out. <laughs> <laughs> so they had the file. Hey, hey, hey dude. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> elephants coming in and blowing that back out, baby. Hey, they don't <laughs> say they're the smartest animals for nothing. <laughs> An elephant never forgets. Uh, <laughs> An asshole. <laughs> it's not that kind of podcast. But uh, what was I going to say? Anyway, the dress was ruined. The dress was ruined. <laughs> so they had to, they had to file an insurance claim on it, and the, the the costume designer was like, "I didn't know what else to put besides the truth on the on the reason for filing." So I just wrote "elephant eight dress." 
<laughs> and then they, they repaired it eventually and had to like you know yeah. <laughs> used it for the dance number of the gig. I just I just thought that was very very funny. Uh, uh, man. <laughs> Richard just take put your, his glasses on. Take your uh, please be patient with me when I um <laughs> go over this report real quick. Uh, the, the dress was damaged. Uh, we have here uh, thirty two hundred dollars, and, and we have under reason elephant eight the dress. Yes, I have the producer here to answer your questions. Hi, I'm George Lucas. I'm going through some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan. Um, <laughs> can you point me towards this elephant? <laughs> he points, just pulls up a picture of Jar Jar Binks like, this is the elephant. <laughs> 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 I gotta okay. I gotta say, so me and Regina recently we rewatched the trilogy, the prequel trilogy, and wide awake during episode one, episode two, your boy fell asleep. I've never done that before. <laughs> I think it was sounds, as, sounds like you were watching episode two to me. <laughs> I love all the Obi Wan stuff. The rest of it's sure it's boring. Not enough of not enough of the Obi Wan stuff, if uh, you ask me. Speaking of Obi Wan, <laughs> that nightclub scene. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I will say I wrote down shish kebab to the chest because that was I was doing driving. Told. You're feeling your Joe Bob. Yeah. yeah I also wrote yeah. wrote down heart ripping. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where are we at now? The the goofy ass dinner scene. One no notes. Love it. Even I even love the conversation they're having in which the guy was t- telling, he's like, yes, I believe they were going to cut off your hands if you didn't leave. <laughs> or your head. He's like, no, it wasn't my it wasn't my head. Maybe your hands even. No, it was my. And he looks down and he goes, <laughs> we're not going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> they're they going to ch- cut my man's dick off. Could you imagine? I mean, NDB, NDB horny. You'd be getting into trouble. As you see, Your Honor, uh, the <laughs> character that represents me, Indiana Jones, um, it's implied he has a big and envious uh, penis. So that also, I like to submit that as evidence of mine. <clears throat> a big and envious penis. Harrison Ford took down Gawker. Yeah, the penis is envious. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Anyway, I love these dishes. I don't know what the bug dish is, but I know the snake is called S- Snake Surprise. <laughs> and it is a surprise. And then you got the eyeball soup and then chilled monkey brains. I got to tell you, this A delicacy is- in Cantonese cuisine, mm, as this, they would say in Clue. This, uh, this, this, uh, this cuisine, this course dinner isn't quite as uh, shocking to an audience that uh, has seen an episode of Andrew Zimmerman. On that old travel channel. He was the guy with the Weird Eats show. Where you uh, go around and, you know. It's not great now. Like, oh, look at all this weird shit these people not in America eat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that on Max? Probably. <laughs> Max still is trying to push that trap, that discovery shit on me. And I'm like, I'm not fucking biting. <laughs> I'm barely watching the stuff you got in here now. Like Barry's done. Like I don't know what gemstones is it. That's that's the only thing I'm gonna watch. Uh have you either one of y'all seen Gunga Den? 
No. It's um it is it is a lot more racist than this movie, but it stars Cary Grant and it's uh it's about like these three British officers who are fighting um, thuggy. I say it's racist because, well, first of all, the way they treat Indian people in that movie. And plus, they just got a straight-up white guy dressed up as an Indian character, and he's just doing goofy shit in it. But um, that watching Gunga Din, because Ryan Johnson referenced it, um, the battle scenes for Gunga Din uh, was like an inspiration for Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And the battle scenes are are good, but um, mm-hmm. they're really cool. But I was like, oh, I got, I need to watch that movie. And I watched it, and I was like, wow, this movie's just—they just fucking just stole shit from this movie for Temple of Doom. Like it's, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think all the indie movies stole a lot just from like serials mm-hmm. and like adventure movies and old times. Well, sp- the I, I want. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say the serial aspect of it is not as uh, prevalent as it was in Raiders, because in Raiders it was like, right. Indiana Jones got in this situation, how's he gonna get out? Oh, he got he got out of that one, but he's in this one now. And more it's like... Right, this one's a little less serial. It's like, yeah. some shit happened. Alright, let's talk for... <laughs> 45 minutes. And then like, alright, let's close it out with a bang. Which is fine. Yeah. I wanted to say, since you brought up the, the racial aspect of it, it's the, this movie definitely like is racist but it it also like you can see where they were like trying to make like an interesting commentary on like indie's profession in this one and sort of like you know british relations with mm-hmm. well indie indiana jones is not british right he's american mm-hmm. yeah oh but but like still they were trying to make a commentary on like foreign affairs and yeah they, they did talk uh for for a lot more than i remembered uh yeah the dinner scene kind of like the history of british colonialism in india Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and you know kind of fucking you know it's not the best when when like it's the british british colonialism coming in to like you know (laughs) save save our heroes at the end yeah so it's like okay oh well the bad guys were thwarted by other bad guys but you know we're moving on yeah this one um it's like I, I never really noticed Indy's arc in this one compared to like pre- previous rewatch because this one he's just a straight up like scumbag trying to get like he's trying to get money. Yeah, and he's not. He but then he what does he does like leave the the, the relics with. Yeah, that's yeah. that that's 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 what I'm getting at because that's like his growth. I guess. Yeah, because old Indy would have been like, ooh, money, money, money. You know. <laughs> I guess that's how we know it's supposed to be a prequel. Yeah. <laughs> he learned. He, he hasn't learned. Done that developing yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he still wants to put shit in a museum in the in the later yeah. movies. <laughs> well, he he goes back and forth. It seems it's he's it's, very persuadable. Yeah, because I feel like Ark Raiders of the Lost Ark. He was just doing it for the government, and then yeah, they were gonna get the gonna put it in Birdie's museum, and then also whole- like presumably. You know, he's had many, many other adventures uh, about m- mythological and theological relics and, and, and stories and stuff like that. And, like, so far, in what we've been shown, at least, like, he's kind of bad in a thousand. Like, one, one, because one is true, it seems as though all of these are true, as far as all of the religious aspects to it. <laughs> like, 
You know, it's not oh, like, like it's none not of like the, the thug- none of the relics are like not true. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like it's all uh, uh, to, to quote <laughs> Han Solo. Uh, it's it's all true. <laughs> yeah. All the stories. They're all true. Because uh, it's not like, you know, this shit, what these rituals weren't working for them. It seemed right, to be working right. as intended. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you talking about prequels? I just made me think about this. So there is a game that came out on PlayStation Two called Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb, and I remember really liking that game. Uh, the only only negative I didn't like was there was a sequence where you had to fight a giant crocodile, and um, the voice actor for Indiana Jones was just a guy doing a monotone Harrison Ford impression. There's at one point <laughs> in which Indiana Jones screams, and the guy goes, "Ah." And like that, that ah sounded just like Harrison Ford, but not the, anyway. It was just like it was kind of like look how Luke Skywalker sounds on the Mandalorian. He's just mo- really monotone. But anyway, um, the guy who helps Indy in the nightclub at the beginning of the movie is is the, his origin story is explained in this game, and that always makes oh, me wow. laugh. Because uh, you're like you're, you're I, I think you're being chased by the villain or whatever, and he's like pulling a rickshaw. And uh, you're shooting a Tommy gun from the rickshaw at the bad guys. And um, anyway, the rickshaw is so freaking fast. Like the guy's like going like 20, 40 miles. Like he's going like 40 miles an hour. It's just, <laughs> it's just fast as hell. And I just remembered the game guide I read. Cause I couldn't get past like certain puzzles. Cause I was a little kid playing this game. And uh, the guy was like, man, he sure can run fast. The guy, guy who ever wrote the guide. And I was like, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> Anyway, if you want to know the origins of that guy from the nightclub scene that gets shot, play Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb for PlayStation 2. Uh, anyway, I got us off track. I apologize. Uh, no, you good. Well, anyway, what was I going from here? Uh, herniated disc. That whole fight scene with the assassin was very, very fun to me. Um... Cause like, yeah, I like that segment. Uh, I remember that as a kid, lo- like them. I love when he's going back and forth. You can like see the guy in the background before he even comes forward and fights him. Because there's all these like paintings of people on the wall, and he's just like among them, but like he's the only <laughs> one with the full body, and he just yeah. steps forward and attacks Indy. Anyway, I just <laughs> I saw that Shorty's uh, asleep during all that, and like at the last minute, it's like, oh, oh there's a fight going on. Ah. <laughs> That whole sequence, uh, not sequence, but scene where um, he, like, is looking for an impossible assassin in Willie's room, and then he sees, like, the wind or whatever, and he's, like, looking around the room, and she's like, I'm right here. For some reason, as a kid, I uh, did not think he actually, he like, she was invisible or something. It's a weird little kid brain going on. <laughs> and also, this scene as a kid made me think maybe think was this shot in the same room as the blowjob goes from Ghostbusters because <laughs> they both have a very similar vibe I think I think it's the bed okay <laughs> it's, it's, that, that, that ghost is actually one of the ghosts that came out of the market in the last movie <laughs> the blowjob the blowjob ghost yeah. that's, why, that's why dad Eckroyd's in that's fun. why she sucked them all dry <laughs> And that's one of the reasons why Dan Aykroyd's in freaking Shanghai. He's trying to find that blowjob ghost. <laughs> I've heard of a ghost. Uh, can we make that? Can we make that movie poster? Um, his character's name in the in the secret of the blowjob ghost. 
Oh man, what was his character's name? Talking like yourselves. Ronald or no, it wasn't Ronald, but it was Ar- it was like Arnold. Him. I think it was Arnold. Arnold. Hey, Weber. Weber. <laughs> we, were, we were both off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weber Grill and the and the secret of the blowjob goes. That's right. His last name was Grill. He's <laughs> he's he invented the Weber Grill. That. <laughs> that restaurant on his journey he's looking for the blowjob ghost he needed a cook over an open flame <laughs> let me tell you about this briquettes I came up with <laughs> is, is is the Weber Grill uh, restaurant still uh, I don't know if it's Ontario but it's in da- it's in the River loop North. in Chica- yeah, River North in Chicago I don't know if it's still there anyway I'm gonna, I'm gonna I've always threatened to go there it is it, still like, there. I have also threatened, threatened to go there. Because the there sign is one, just a... Do we yeah, go when I come the, up there? The big, uh, the big grill out front? <laughs> let's, yeah, it's just got a big grill atta- uh, affixed to the to the wall. And it, is the, uh, it, is, it is the smokiest <laughs> restaurant in Chicago because it is just open dining and there's just... Uh, every table has a grill. And you have to grill your own food. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see, I see. It's, uh, it's a spit-on Korean barbecue called American Barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've they've gotten numerous Helco violations because of all the smoke in there. They refuse to put the lids on. <laughs> anyway, that 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 does sound like that's a fun restaurant idea. We we need to put a pin in that. We'll come back to that later. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll go on Shark Tank with that one. Uh. Let's see. And that's when they find the secret passages. Yes, with all the bugs. Let me talk about Frank Marshall's duties on this movie. Second, he his second duties. assistant director. He was the he was the bug second mi- unit. He was the second unit director. Sorry. Yeah, and in in the behind the scenes, he was like, I became the bugmeister. So it was it was Frank <laughs> the, Marshall's the bugmeister. Yeah, the bugarama. Yeah, he was training the bugger like a ding dong. <laughs> He was, of course, uh, you know, he was like, don't bug me. Um, he was training, mm-hmm. of, of course. course, to direct Arachnophobia, um, get his best buddy, Jimmy Buffett, to write the theme song for that movie. But uh, <laughs> there's like behind the scenes footage of like him just in like a corduroy jacket, just covered in fucking like big ass bugs. And he's just like, yep, we're doing this. Yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I just got every bug expert, every bug wrangler in England to come out and do this scene. <laughs> uh, we 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 you gotta love Frank Marshall. He's great. Uh what can I say? Every story you hear about the guy seems like a hoot. Uh at the jumping to the end of the movie with the alligators, you know who was in charge of getting that footage? Old old Frankie M? Yeah. <laughs> old Frankie M. I wonder if he called up his buddy JB. He's down in Florida. I don't know if this is before they met or not in the head shop in New Orleans. But um, he's like, Jimmy. oh, this is white. Yeah, this, Frank Marshall's still working at the head shop and moonlighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I thought they were. Uh, so he was working at the head shop. Yeah, yeah. Frank Marshall was working at the head shop. I thought they just both they happened hit to, it off. I just I thought they just bo- both happened to just pop up in there, you know, trying to score some weed. No, man. Oh man. Anyway, I've had yeah, uh, anyway. I've had a woman going crazy on Caroline Street stuck in my head all day. I just thought I should throw that out there. Peyton, uh, you're the getting all these original, references, aren't you? Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the original I'm just, or I'm the just songs you don't know by heart version? 
Uh, the original version, because that's the one I listen to the most. The songs you don't know by heart version uh, is like, it like it's a lot slower. Really, really, it's slower. It really recontextualizes the song and has like a lot more uh, like sympathy for the titular woman. Uh, it's like a really, really, it's, it becomes like kind of a fucking tearjerker, uh, in that second rendition. It's very th- good. That entire album's fucking excellent. Oh, that, the version of Cowboy in the Jungle in that one, which mm-hmm. become a, a buff, brought a freight marshal and of course leads into Jimmy Buffett taint as always. But, um, that version of Cowboy in the Jungle, I really love that version. That song, you know, uh, songs you, don't you know, know who heart. would probably get on pretty well is Indiana Jones and Frank Bama. Yes. Hey, uh, hey, Harrison! I'm recording a song. I need some whip cracks on that song. What, 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 what song do you do the whip cracks for? Uh, I believe it was um, Ford, Jimmy Buffett. Fuck. I, I get it's either Tampico Trauma or no, it's not Tampico Trauma. It's either uh, Destination Samba. It's or, Desperation um, Samba, yeah. Desperation Samba, Halloween in Tijuana parenthetical in which Harrison Ford does play the bullwhip in the back. Hold up. This thing just popped up on YouTube. It says, see Harrison Ford's extremely rare Indiana Jones betrayal. Apparently he was dressed as, Oh my God. We'll, we'll watch this later. Well, I don't want to sidetrack the <laughs> podcast with Jimmy Buffett videos, but I see Jimmy, the thumbnail is Jimmy Buffett with the airplane. And then, Anyway, Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones with Jimmy Buffett, so we'll we'll we'll, do, we'll watch this later. Um, anyway, okay, uh, business. Yeah, that that anyway, we'll, we'll, that'll be a Patreon episode. It's us doing a uh, we'll, we'll we'll cover all one minute of that video. Eight, eight episodes. It's gonna be one second. It's gonna be a sixty second uh, series. Everybody's yawning. Peyton's looking at his phone. All right, we need to keep going on with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, spike room part that was uh, Spielberg's favorite part, which is that it's fucking great. He's yeah, he's very like, scary. He was like, "This is the one section of the movie that I thought went perfectly. I loved everything about it. I even I was having so much fun. Even that edit, that little bit at the end where he grabs his hat. There's two dead people in here. There's gonna be two dead people in here." <laughs> 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 I love the, uh, the we are going to die and then like <laughs> he has the biggest frown on his face ever just, <laughs> come on please save me I feel a spike on my hand it's coming down I do know if I'm in a room with, a, with the spikes coming down a way to stop it pop a skull up in that wheel <laughs> pop a skull up in that wheel people, people listen movies teach you a lot of great things they do they do <laughs> um, anyway then we get to the the little thuggy uh, ceremony which I guess they just sacrifice um, people. some white guy in brown face yeah they sacrifice these people to um, uh, what, what's the thuggy god is it Mularam Col- I don't know man or is Molaram the, the bad guy? Yeah, yes. Because isn't it Kal- Kali? Ka- Kali? Yeah, that's, that's who it's. Kali Ma. Yeah, that's who it is. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah. We, so. we watched the movie, we promise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just wrote down my notes for this one. I just wrote down... I, my notes for this were... Talk about... When Indy ta- says Kali Ma. Talk about heartburn. 
<laughs> I forgot about the skin closing back over the thing. So gross. Oh, so cool though. Where's the effects? I, I I didn't rewatch. Um, my, I I was gonna rewatch Light and Magic. See if they covered any part of this, but uh, uh I didn't have time. I'll but, tell uh, you what. This entire set is uh, a feast to look at. There's so that's, much going That's on. another thing I wanted to say about this movie is that it's got a lot of like iconic set pieces yeah. and mm-hmm. cool set pieces going on. Uh, What's there's fu- that little like trap door for the one guy to just go, boop, boop. I'm out. That guy sits. Oh, there's trouble. Boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, hot spot. Boop, boop. <laughs> that part seems like a, uh, it seems like a pl- like part of a play set. Like yeah, you know what I mean. Like you pull, it's like it's like pull the button and Molarom goes down the chute. <laughs> <laughs> Try to catch me, Doctor Jones. That's what the kid says in the commercial. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, this whole part's great. Um, Indy like finds the stones and all that stuff. A great whip action in this part where he like whips the snake or whatever and mm-hmm. swings down and jumps down there. Uh, here you mentioned the stones, and it was mentioned in the movie that there are actually five total stones, and we mm-hmm. only ever see three of them. And if this were modern movie making today, we get like fucking twelve movies about those five fucking stones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 you know what? Luckily, thankfully, for the best, we never have to think about those other two stones ever again. Unless yeah. <laughs> the they're gonna be they're gonna be fucking buried in that fucking that you know that temple. That may or may not be of doom. <laughs> uh, yeah. What are temple, other... form, temple formerly of doom. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what, what do you think they got in the temple of dread? Huh? <laughs> I tell you what, it's unused. It's unused footage from the the Judge Dread movie starring Sylvester Stallone. That's right. It's Dread with two D's. Uh, I, I want to see. I want to see the, uh, the the French New Wave uh, temple where it's the Temple of Ennui. <laughs> oh man, that was today's Wordle word on Wii. Oh, I got well, it. I got go. it in two. I was very surprised myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rip, what's your, what's your, what, what, I've never asked you this. What is your ritual? So me, so so me, Rip and Mullet, we play movie games every day. What do you what do you like? I like to wake up in the morning. Drink, put a little coffee on, and I'm sitting there just drinking coffee, playing these games. You usually do I, it later in the day. I so I, you know, I think about this often. Actually, um, if it's the weekend, I will either uh, stay up super late and just kind of do it casually as I'm eating sunflower seeds on the couch watching TV. Mm-hmm. Um, if or if I don't do that, I'll usually sleep in the day the day after and then just do it in bed. Uh, usually I'll do it just throughout the day, uh, in downtimes at work. That's, that's what I feel like. Okay. Yeah. Cause the, the, the beginning of my days are usually a little busier. Unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wake up at like six 30 and then just, you know, throw the coffee on, just sit on the couch and here's, here's my question for you. Do you copy and paste all the results directly into the chat box or for the, our thread or do you do what I started doing and put them into a notes app and then copy and paste that when it's all done and said and done? No, I did, I did the text. 
Okay. See, because I because I was always the last one. Peyton's I was getting about this conversation. I know. I was getting spoilers. <laughs> this is like a long time coming, actually, to this conversation. Uh, but I'm done with it now because I stopped doing that because I because I was the last one. I'm a lot of the gagger. Um, I I kept getting spoilers or like hints. So I wanted to keep it pure. Oh, see, I usually do it first, so I usually don't get yeah. hints. Yeah, you you're usually waking me up with a seven thirty a.m. text of fucking movie trivia results. Hey, it's fine. We 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 didn't. What is that movie? The movie game? Well, uh, we'll we'll I'll, we'll send you some links, Peyton. All right, yeah. All right, you send me you send me some stuff. We'll get you looped in. We'll get you looped in. I, I think you'll have fun doing it. <laughs> uh, speaking of of movie games, also. I know we're just off track, but uh, uh, Nicholas, congratulations on your fantastic opening weekend for Spider-Man into uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Did it? Yeah, it was number two after Mario. Like, you know, of the for the year. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say Mario's still number one. Feels <laughs> <laughs> like it. Mario. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a quick uh, 170 points right there. Wow. Um, between the box office and the viewing points, because that's also probably going to be the next movie everyone sees, and you get everyone the watched, sixty-nine yeah. point bonus. Yeah, um, what are y'all going to go see it? <laughs> so, uh, so we're catching up on shit after the after the trip. After the trip, still haven't even started uh, Barry. So, oh man, oh uh, wow, yeah. Uh, Last yeah. season of Barry's great. <sighs> was that not like known? I thought that was, or no, I'm thinking of Ted because I remember seeing like a thing where like Ted Lasso was just like, why people think this might be the last season of Ted Lasso? I'm like, I thought we all knew it was going to be the last season. Yeah, they they Ted fucking Lasso. talked about it. That's what. I, yeah, am I fucking losing my mind? No. Or yeah, okay. So this whole thing has been the writer's strike has really been fucking me up though. I mean, obviously, I think it's great because you know people need to get paid their fair share yeah Mm -hmm. but um it also means that people are not doing interviews to promote these shows Mm -hmm. oh right and so i need i fucking need to hear bill Hader talk about the goddamn end of barry so bad but he's not doing (laughs) it because of the fucking writer's strike oh damn oh wow so the the podcast that he was doing with fantasy is they just is that just on hold until the i think what the way they did that well, Bill Hader, I know Conan got like the there's eight episodes. Conan got seven, and so they they withheld the last episode until the like until it premiered. So oh, I feel like they because probably- I know Hader was also just straight up doing the the after show podcast with Sean Fennessy from The Ringer mm-hmm. uh, on their prestige TV feed. Um, yeah, I don't think they're doing that. Damn. Okay. Cause I remember I was watching those, I was like watching those, uh, on YouTube, just like, just to hear like, what was his thought process? Cause that's the thing is like, there's so many weird things in that show. And I'm like, they, they probably just did that. Just, they were just fucking around and discovered that nine times out of 10. That's the truth. <laughs> that's what they did. Mm-hmm. They're like, how do, how do we make this? How do we make this weird? Like having two assassins have a, have a, our product, like a podcast where they rate products. Um, that's a fun little bit. That's a spoiler for Barry. I apologize. Um, anyway, it's like a, a minor bit of one episode. I've but, seen uh, that. Yeah. But. Yeah. Was that, um, was that guy who was whipping the child slave? Was that the big Nazi from Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yes. Thank you for getting us back on track, Peyton. You're welcome. That was Pat Roach. 
<laughs> yes, Pat Roach. He was the he was the he was a he was a Sherpa in Raiders. He was also the big mechanic in Raiders. He's the he's the big slave guy in this one. That's actually his credit, big slave guy. And then next movie, <laughs> big slave guy, yeah, big slave guy. <laughs> not like not like stature big, but like he's yeah. really into it. He's really yeah. into it. Yeah. <laughs> Enthusiast, I think he wouldn't yeah. mind saying. And then he shows up. He shows up one more time in um, Last Crusade as, Last Crusade. as Nazis st- trying to stop Blimp. That's uh, that's what he is. <laughs> he um, he passed away before he could be in Crystal Skull, unfortunately. So we never got Aww. to see um, his you know eventual fourth appearance. That's just a fun little bit, though. We're like, oh, we got this stunt guy. Let's have him yeah. be you know a different character in each movie. But uh, yeah, the, you know, obviously that's another form of like you know uh, he's a guy who's British playing somebody who's Indian. Oh, yeah, in brown face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Well, I don't think there's any, any short shortage of examples of that in this movie. Yeah. In this movie. <laughs> we'll just pile it on. Don't worry. <laughs> I just love that. So the, the two people who wrote this movie are, uh, were a married couple. Um, and they, I about know. to get divorced. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they actually just recorded their voice the other divorce proceedings um, yeah. they used that as a dialogue yeah and then just had George go in and add swinging from ropes here and there yeah <laughs> oh when we say story by George Lucas that is swinging by ropes by George Lucas <laughs> and the one musical number yeah, yeah. George we love you. <laughs> have y'all seen that clip of like there's like a random like it's like a financial like a documentary about finances or whatever and like they do like a they're doing like a part of the documentary it's just a guy walking down the street talking about the state of like the economy or whatever but he like, and he walks past this entrance and then randomly George Lucas just walks behind him and oh, like, I think I have seen that. Yeah. It's so funny. It's the funniest thing ever. It's like George, like a while George Lucas appeared. It's just, yeah, so it's, it's, it's as uh, Liz Anderson would call it, a George Lucas jump scare. Yeah. <laughs> it was very, very funny. Um, but anyway, they're a married couple. I forget their names, unfortunately. Uh, they've escaped me at this point, but they wrote like, uh, they wrote, uh, they co wrote American Graffiti with uh, George Lucas, and they also wrote another whole. A horror movie. I think it's. I don't know if it's still on Shutter, but it's called Messiah of Evil. That, oh yeah, I've heard of that. That movie. Yeah. That movie's fucking crazy. There's like a a scene in the grocery store. This it's um anyway um Willard uh Huick anyway Huck. I think I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, sorry for butchering uh, it. And I'm then sorry, Gloria Goofy. Is that you? Hey <laughs> <laughs> Dracula. That is my gonna be my go-to Goofy impression for the rest of my life. Is Goofy saying, "Hey, Dracula, I want to bite your to neck, bite your neck." And then Gloria Katz, uh, they were a husband and wife team that wrote that. And George Lucas, yeah, oh, they wrote Howard the Duck too. Oh yeah, George Lucas is just like, we need to get them a paycheck. <laughs> but uh, but George is like, you you you're, y'all are interested in India, right? And they were like, yeah. He goes, well, I got a movie for you. It takes place in India. <laughs> what is it? The next Indiana You're Jones. In India? How could you tell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh boy, um, I love when whenever they introduce uh, when they get to the to the palace, and mm-hmm. he's like, "This is Miss Scott. This is and Mr. And this Mr. Is, this is Mr. Round or Mr. Sh- round. What's he called, Mr. Round? Mr. <laughs> yeah. Round. And then he says, "Short round." Yeah, I love that part, Mrs. Miss Scott. This is Mr. Round. It's like he's just struggling to. Like, yeah, yeah. Which makes you think: Does he not? He's like, which one? Which one is would go first? Does he not know my boy's name? He just knows short round, and then it's like he knows short round, which is one nickname, and then he just calls him another nickname, which is shorty. Shorty. <laughs> I, I mean, to be perfectly honest, if if short round was living the life it seems as though he was living, he probably didn't even know his own birth name. Probably not. Well, I think the backstory is that, like, uh, they had for Shorty was that he was his parents uh, were killed during a Japanese bombing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's been on the streets since he was um, like four years old or something. I don't know how how old Key was in this, but probably too young to remember his name. Yeah, interesting. Uh, so I watched this movie in 4K, and of course, Indy drinks that goop and becomes evil. And then he puts Willie in the little cage, and then uh, she spits in his face, and then he's like, takes the spit. He like rubs it. Anyway, yeah. that spit was popping in 4K. <laughs> I was like, damn, I can see the freaking like individual spit bubbles in that spit. That's <laughs> that's some fucking high definition. <laughs> It's just funny to live with this movie for so long that I've gone from VHS to DVD to Blu-ray to 4K. I can't wait to yeah. I can't wait to watch this in the Hollow Max along with Jaws 19. <laughs> yep. Oh man. Anyway, part where, where short round escapes is so fucking dope because he's just doing yeah, all these so all these little yeah. moves and he fucking does the leap onto the ladder and oh my god. Anyway, it's so cool to see. I love all the because Key was a big fan of Key, like I fucking know him, was a big fan of um, <laughs> what Jackie Chan movies. So he was like really, really stoked about doing all the all the karate moves uh, oh, in this nice. movie, which he fucking does a great job. Yeah, yeah, I love when um, Indy holds him over the pit and then like he sets him down and he immediately kicks that like bad guy. Yeah, it's so fun. What's funny about that is when Shorty runs up and like uh, tries to like shake Indy, like Indy, you know, we got to save him, mm-hmm. whatever. If you look in the background, two of the guards are like one of them is like holding his wrist, another one's like groaning over. So like, I feel like there was a part that they cut where Shorty real quick like punched the shit out of both of those guys. Yeah, it was just yeah. like a, you blink and you'll miss it, hmm. but it's like two guys are like, "Ooh, I'm injured right now," and like yeah, yeah. in the movie, you're like, "Why are they doubled over in pain?" But I think it's because yeah. Shorty did something. <laughs> Anyway. It's the working conditions in the mine. They're underpaid. <laughs> They're wondering why nobody wants to work in the thuggy yeah. mines anymore. Well, I, you know, as a representative of Flug, uh, Thuggy Local 108, uh, I can uh, you know, uh, say with great confidence that um, the management is not um, providing proper workspaces. This is an ocean nightmare. <laughs> We got a little bucket holding water. It's a bucket. It's not even like a filtration system or anything. It's a literal bucket we built. How many syllables? Hold on. How many? Ventilation. Four syllables. Ventilation. <laughs> we need it. There's lava down here. Lava. <laughs> we got ra- There's 
lava down here. Yeah, you, you know the words I'm speaking. It's got <laughs> It's a real OSHA violation when this guy, I'm just minding my own business trying to watch this fight, and all of a sudden a guy comes out and one throws a hammer in the air and it hits me in the fucking noggin. They just keep uh, saying over and over again, Kali Mar, Kali Mar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, bro, I've been to Vista Del Mar one time. Like, it's fine. <laughs> That's a random ass Barb and Star reference. Vista yeah. Del Mar. <laughs> I was thinking about Barb and Star today. Uh, I need to rewatch it. You know, When's that uh, sequel coming? Well, you know who uh, the directors of that, what they got coming out next, right? What? Strays. Oh, oh there really? You go. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one thing in the, the movie league I was just kind of like, if we get Strays, this is kind of like the nice little secret I want to keep. Yeah, I was, I was going to bid on Strays, but um, I didn't want to spend too much money on it. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? So Barb and Star... I feel like uh, the they needed the sequel to Barb and Star needs to be a shot for shot remake of the Meg, but with Barb and Star. <laughs> there you go. That's what it needs to be, Barb and Star. Like, oh my, like, oh my. Is, is, is the Meg shot. then? Is the Meg then Trish? Trish? Trish actually shows up like riding on Meg. On, riding on, the on Meg. Meg. Yeah, but, but her name is actually Meg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, is that Meg? Anyway. It's Meg and Trish. Uh, um, I really love, uh, yeah, short round. Anytime he fucking says it, short round going, Indy, I love you. And then like, Indy fucking's hitting him. And then Shorty was like, all right, you've had this coming. And then he burns the shit out of him. I know. And then he holds him over there and he goes, I'm all right. He winks. Oh. Such a good moment. Uh, yeah, and then they spin so around good. and kick all the ass, and then they save Willie. And then she's like, Indy, let's get out of here. He's like, right. All yeah. of us. <laughs> Indy throwing that guy into the crank that's that's holding yeah. Willie over the lava. Yeah, it was really, it was really good. I just love that Shorty yeah, is just like, he's like, I'm there with, like, fucking short round should have been in every fucking movie after this one. Come on. Yeah, yeah. You fucked up. Absolutely. Yeah. You fucked up, George. <laughs> Out of all the weird decisions you could have made. <laughs> anyway. Why, George? I love, um, what do we got? This fight sequence between Indy and the big slave guy. Um, mm-hmm. was not storyboarded. In fact, a lot of the movie was not storyboarded because Steven Spielberg was like, "I don't know how to how to tackle all this dark shit, and I just I just need room to add humor. And if I have storyboards, then I feel like I can't add a bunch of humor to it. So that was that was his approach to this movie was just avoiding all the dark shit and try to like I need room for much- bits. Yeah, <laughs> which is why you got big slave guy throwing a hammer in the air and hitting a dude in the head, and then uh, all the animals <laughs> popping up, scaring Willie. Yeah. Anyway, he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> that's how it's it's funny. That's how Steven Spielberg flirts. He just makes the girl he likes touch a bunch of bugs." Uh, yeah, sounds like someone who figured out what they want to do at the age of eight or whatever. Yeah, and never really developed more past that. Rip, have you seen Fablemans yet? 
Oh, well, this will be a this will be a me and Peyton uh, part. But there's a part in that movie where he figures out a special effect, and I was like, "What the fuck? I would never have thought about doing that shit when I was 17." This is why Steven Spielberg's the goddamn king of movies. Yeah, it's kind of like Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Anyway, it's like last week when I was talking about that fucking that one long tape with six setups, and you were like. The director of this movie was who? Checks notes. <laughs> <laughs> I know this well, that's like when everybody was showing the shots from West Side Story, and it's like people were like, you know, Steven Spielberg's like a really, really good director, right? Oh, the fucking dance hall scene. I, I've not yeah, seen West yeah. Side Story, but I've seen that fucking yeah. shot. Oh my God, it's exactly because so it was all over the place. Yeah. 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 And I was just like, and people were like, this is amazing. I'm like, you fucking know who directed this movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> My man's a freak. <laughs> I say freak in a in a positive in a very way, loving yeah. way. Yeah. Like yeah. He's a pervert. He's like yeah. a movie pervert. <laughs> He's a cinematographer pervert. Cinematographer. He know, he know yeah, how to I work. Work that camera. Yeah, he, <laughs> I, um, he, he sees he sees where the the fucking shot is gonna be. Yeah, not where the sh- yeah. He's up there. He know what that he know what that lens do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's talking to Douglas Slocum. Hey Dougie, what that lens do? <laughs> uh, Douglas Slocum, by the way, uh, lived to be a hundred and three years old. He was born in. He was oh, anyway. It, he he died in 2016, and like he his last movie he DP'd was uh, Last Crusade. But it's just like it's just funny. Like how old was like you seeing him like on set with Steven Spielberg, and he's like really old. Like damn, how old was this guy? But anyway, um, but yeah, behind the scenes footage, Steven Spielberg is great because he's. I talk about movies and like, oh, this is like this. We could do this like this and blah, 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 blah. And half the time at work, I feel like nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. But then I watch behind the scenes footage of Steven Spielberg talking about all these movies. I'm like, a motherfucker that gets it. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, this is where they shot Bridge in the River Kwai. And we can do, like, you know. Anyway, talking about Bridge in the River Kwai and all this shit. And he's like, oh, this would be like <laughs> such and such movie and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this motherfucker just gets it. He's, I mean, he's basically just kind of like playing with his toys. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's kind of what it all boils down to. Hey, that's or at least that's what I got from that fucking Spielberg doc on HBO a few years ago. It's just, it's just a boy playing with his toys. I was gonna watch that. I was gonna. I really wanted to watch that after the Fablemans, but then I saw it was two and a half hours long, and I was like, ah, I don't feel like rewatching this right now, based yeah. on this runtime. Have you watched the De Palma documentary that Noam Baumbach no. did? It's very good. Um, it's 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 very different from the Spielberg one, in which that Spielberg they're kind of like, "Hey, here's this great movie that Spielberg made," and then De Palma's just like, "Fucking, we were just it was just a shit." He's just he's just pissed off at certain. I was movies. just trying to make shit work. Yeah, he's, he's like, just "Hey, like, here's the documentary on Joey Bishop." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> basically. Uh, that's great though. All right, but, I guess. Uh, I'll, good l- stuff there. He was talented, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I would watch the De Palma doc. It's it's under two hours, I think, and it's yeah. it's usually popping up on uh, Prime Video every now and then. Yeah. Uh, something I love is whenever Indy's beating the shit out of a uh, big slave guy. It's like cross cut with short round beating the shit out of Maharaja. 
Yeah. <laughs> I love that bit. Um, Shorty's little kicks. Uh, that kid play, who played the Maharaja really knows how to play evil. He yeah. did a really good job. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Back to the beginning of the podcast. I wish he never- I remember. I remember when I was a kid, like, really hating him. I was like, oh, he's so evil. Like, I would not have been mad if, like, when he came out of the trance, he's like, no, this is the way you get out. Like, short round, just to, like, give him some, like, fucking soft <laughs> <to> the <throat> <laughs> Just for good measure. Just like, I don't know, just in case. Just in case I didn't get the fire and drive the right spot. Just fucking... <laughs> Shorty, quit burning that kid. Let's get out of here. <laughs> I think uh, I love uh so whenever they're leaving, um, like jumping on the like Willie's trying to get into the mine cart and short round gets a gets a stick and like mm-hmm. beats the thuggy with it. So that stick was made out of balsa wood and Kiwi Kwan like hit the guy with it and it broke like it was supposed to, but it flew and it hit Kate Capshaw in the eye. Oh, no. And it left like a bruise under her eye. And it looked like they, somebody just took a like black paint and just smudged it under her eye. So she had like a black eye. And the next day when she came into work, every fucking person on the crew had fucking black like smudge of their <laughs> eye just to fuck with her. <laughs> like there's, there's just a, there's a montage of just like fucking it's Frank Marshall. It's fucking Steven Spielberg. Like fucking everybody's got that shit up under their eye. Jimmy Buffett's on set. He's there for some reason. <laughs> He's sitting with Frank. They're writing. They're sitting there writing. Don't bug me from the Arachnophobia soundtrack. <laughs> Miss Piggy off in the wings, cracking her knuckles. She's like, I know. Ooh, I can tell it was close. It was close to happening. Well, Miss Piggy's the one that rigged the stick to break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she wasn't counting on Kate coming back in the next day. I take back. I she thought she was. I take back. I take back. But about the shot for shot rebate with Muppets. I need a Phantom of the Opera style retelling in which it's just Miss Piggy trying to put Kate Capshaw at a commission. <laughs> uh, the Phantom of the of the Temple of Doom. That's what it's called. Um, bu- 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 bu. So two sequences from this movie uh, were originally written in Raiders, but were so expensive they took them out. They were the River Rav scene. And the minecart scene. Oh wow! Which um, yeah, watching this in 4K is not as not the same because you can tell they're fucking like animatronic little dolls in the. In, in oh there. yeah, <laughs> which is still fine. It's just fun, but like, yeah, I didn't realize how long the cart chase was. It is it's really so long. Long. And here's the th- and thinking how it had to be like a practical cart and like not computer animated or generated or anything. Here's the thing though, as a kid, I thought it was too short. Yeah, me too. I could have had more mine cart. Yeah, of course. Actually, I just wanted to ride the mine cart. Actually, I had a toy kitchen. A toy chest in my in my bedroom that was about as big as a mine cart. So I would just take all the toys out and jump into it, and put on my Indiana Jones hat, just pretend I was in the mine cart. You know, oh nice. Just and one time I fell over in it because I was just rocking in it. And just... <laughs> well, yeah, because you didn't hit the brake hard enough around the corners. Oh, oh, hot foot Harrison trying to hit that brake with that foot. Water, water, water. That's also another great bit. Yeah, that is a yeah. very good bit. This movie's got good bits. Um, I, half my notes were such and such. That's a good bit. 
uh, <laughs> also another instance of, of uh, Harrison Ford on the precipice of water. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, when I was a kid, I saw the scene from The Fugitive mm-hmm. where Tommy Lee Jones has Harrison Ford at the end of the big like pipe or whatever, and he jumps off into the fucking reservoir. I don't fucking know where they were. What they it was were a doing. it was a it was a dam. A dam. Uh, but I used to recreate that scene just by myself as an only child, uh, as Harrison Ford at the end of our slide that my dad, uh, hooked like a hose up to. So it had like the little drip that it had in the, <laughs> in the sewer. Uh, and I would just be like, it's not me. And then I would like run back up the slide to go, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> and then run back down and then jump off. Millennial kids are fucking weird. We were fucking, fuck, fucking fuck. weirdos. That same toy chest that I had, it had like a lid on it. I used to pop the lid off. Oh yeah, I think I might have had this toy chest. It was, it was, it was like play, or similar. It was like Playmates or something like that made it. Yeah. Anyway, I popped the toy chest off the 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 top of it, and I would lay mm-hmm. on it and I'd get up under my bed. I would recreate the part in Speed whenever Jack. Is try is looking at the fucking bomb. I had a watch that I used to strap to the bottom of the bed. That was the fucking watch. Because you know he's looking at the bomb and all that stuff, and he sees the watch. Anyway, that's where my fucking brain was going as a child. Millennial kids, we were weird, <laughs> and we grew up into weird adults. As a as a kid, you ever take a Nerf bat and recreate with all the younger kids in the neighborhood the the uh, uh, the the scene from The Untouchables. No. <laughs> Enthusiasms. Enthusiasms. You always had to go no to that baseball, one baseball ki- like any sport. You, you had to go to that one kid's house who had a round table. Everybody else had a square table. You had to go to the <laughs> one kid with a round table. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I, well, I'm trying to think of all the other weird scenes I used Speaking to create as a kid. Yeah. I used to I love the um the Poseidon adventure as a kid. So I used to always take like my toy dollhouse and turn it upside down and have like the people try to figure out how to get out of there upside down. Oh, I thought you were saying that you used to, you used to climb on the jungle on the monkey bars. Like you were Gene Hackman at the end of the movie. Trying to- oh yeah. I did that too. I did that too. Yeah. Uh, an above ground pool favorite was playing jaws. Uh, yeah. Where everyone else was on like a raft or some sort of flotation device. And one person was the jaws and you had to knock everyone out of their, not just knock them out of their, their float, but you had to like eat them as well. Uh, that's, Classic. that's, that's fun. We did you not gotta eat them. Gotta, gotta eat them. Gotta munch them up. <laughs> you gotta munch them up. <laughs> the, oh, we, we did something similar, but it wasn't Jaws. It was Waterworld. And, uh, oh, it, oh, yeah. I played Waterworld a lot. So, yeah. like, people would, uh, I think it was always my brother who was the smoker and everybody else, which is a, you know, a normal person. <laughs> uh, we would also play American Gladiators because uh, on our neighbor's uh, above ground pool, they had a deck up to the above ground pool. Um, so we would just like stand on the precipice of that and just like basically play joust. That's fun. And then wet some tennis balls up and then play the eliminator. Oh, man. That was less fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Some wet tennis ball being flung at your back at thirty yeah, that miles is, an hour. That does not sound fun at no. all. I don't wouldn't wouldn't recommend it. No sir, I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> uh but, 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 Thanks, but, horse. But, uh man, <laughs> I was gonna say, oh man, 
I love the uh, yeah the water water bits good, and then in 4K the special effects specifically in this part where they're like climbing away, yeah. from the water coming out. Oh, it looks so bad now. But back also, then, I was gonna yeah. say like a lot of the sort of like animatronic dummies being just strapped to stuff and then thrown out of a plane or whatever. Like, I I I have a very special place in my heart. For that kind of stuff, no matter how bat- or obvious it looks, because of just like the Batman '66 of it all, mm-hmm. uh, just any time, you know, like when they're up against the the like after they knock the rope bridge down and they're like just climbing on the wall, it's just like, yeah, man, you're on a fucking apple box. This is great. I'm having a great time. <laughs> yeah, they shot that that part in three continents. One was in Sri Lanka, the other part was in L Street, another part was in Florida. Uh, oh wow. Uh, the, the bridge part, uh, I love it. Uh, short round going strong bridge. Look, strong bridge. <laughs> and then he falls through it. And he's like, gets pulled up. He's like, not very funny. Not very funny. <laughs> and I love, uh, call back to the swordsman, which, um, yep. and then it's even playing the, dun, 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 the music from the, from that sequence <laughs> in Raiders. And then, then right after that, we get a fucking star Wars well, reference real quick, real quick. So considering that the callback to the swordsman gun bit yeah. is a it technically happened before the original bit, how psyched do you think Indiana Jones was when he reached for his gun and it was there? I don't know, because the man had diarrhea. Well, uh, <laughs> he was definitely more relieved than psyched, but he was probably kind of like, you know, in the back of his head like, fuck yeah, I remembered it this time. Not only did Harrison Ford have diarrhea, but the character of Indiana Jones also had (laughs) diarrhea. (laughs) Because he was eating all those dates. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's been a while since he's been to Marrakesh and the diet changes. He hasn't had that much hummus in a long time. Uh. Man, yeah, but like the part after that uh, is a Star Wars reference because Harrison Ford runs at the camera chasing those guys and all of a sudden he goes oh, oh, and he runs away and then it's a whole <laughs> gaggle of dudes chasing him nice little uh, shout out to yep. our weird little freak boy George Lucas um, <laughs> putting all the weirdness back into stuff since 1977 actually before that THX is pretty fucking weird it's been a while since I've watched THX I need to rewatch it um, uh, American Graffiti could have used a little more weirdness if I'm being honest he like oh, he, he he fucking overcorrected with American Graffiti. He's like, I made the weirdest movie ever. Fucking, I need to. I want to make the to, most normcore movie ever. Before yeah, it's ever even a thing. I love American Graffiti though. It's a great Me movie. Me too. I gotta go back and rewatch. I watched it when I was a, a, a an impatient high schooler. So I should re- also Harrison Ford plays a villain in it, which is so fun. Yeah. What's his name? Bob Bob Falfa? Is that his name? Anyway. <laughs> Bob Falfa. I think that's what it is. Yeah, Bob Falfa. <laughs> Probably. That's such a funny name. Like, what's 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 is like what's the color of that car? It was like it was like a mix between a piss yellow and a puke green. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was the what was the name of that uh what was the name of that that one kid from the Little Rascals? B- Bob Falfa? <laughs> <laughs> and Slappy? That was the other one? Can we can we can we Photoshop Harrison Ford with the fucking hair sticking on his back? It says Bob Falfa. Uh, <laughs> uh, this bridge, yeah, the bridge part. That's a lot longer than I remember it being too. Uh, I'm not saying this he's, movie's he's bad. He's standing with the 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 sword over his head for like three minutes, three yeah. full minutes, and everyone's still shocked when he 
when he cuts the the rope. Yeah, I uh, no, I think I think what you're saying is is interesting, Nick, because I think when when you're a kid, this movie feels like it moves a lot faster. Mm-hmm. But and then when you're adult, you realize like the runtime is actually longer. I feel like this movie felt more exciting as a kid, so it seemed like it went by a lot faster. As I a was, kid, this movie feels like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. I will say this about um, I think I watched I watched this in Goonies a lot, and I'm just gonna say that I was very very jealous of Ki Hui Kwan growing up because he's he's definitely he's fucking short round and he's goddamn data from the Goonies. Like those are. Like that, that's the dream, MVPs. right? There. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, ugh, anyway. so some would say you're keyed in. There you go, coming soon to Arcane Audio. <laughs> 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 uh, man, anyway, I'm glad, yeah, he, I, I'm glad he finally won an Academy Award. Uh, specifically, that those were a retroactive Academy Award for playing both Data and Short Round. I mean, I'm just glad he's gonna have like a fucking career now because like we've been robbed of 30 years yeah let me tell you man i'm so glad he's come back because like watching raiders and goonies and then like seeing him randomly pop up and stuff like i'll every now and then i used to go on imdb like is he is he doing any like like i would just check every now and then to see and like i would see like oh he was a stunt you know stunt person on x-men he yeah he was um I forget which filmmaker, but he worked with worked with one filmmaker a lot as an assistant. Um, anyway, but just like no acting stuff, and then like when that fucking trailer dropped for Everything Everywhere at once, I fucking flipped out. Like I was like, I'm, yeah. I was like, I don't even care what this movie's about. I'm seeing it because Key's in it. Like that's yeah, one hundred percent. I I still need to watch um, was it Chinese American on Disney Plus? He's in that? yeah, American born Chinese. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I need to watch that. He's in fucking season two with Loki. I'm stoked about that. I need to watch um Encino Man. I've never seen that before. Oh yeah, he he's a very small. He's oh, is he small part? Yeah, he's a that? small part of that one. But, but also still watch Encino Man. Yeah, I have it on VHS. If you want to borrow it. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Speaking of VHS, these 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 uh, cover arts for these movies uh, by Drew Struzan. Iconic. Uh, this one, this one's dope. My favorite one's got to be Last Crusade. I think that's probably my favorite poster because it's just so cool. And the one for writers is dope. Anyway, this has been uh, VHS cover talk. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I love the line. He's not nuts. He's crazy. <laughs> when Andy's about to is spends three minutes about to cut the bridge, um, so they got like some actual like engineers to build this bridge, and it was sturdy. So, and Steven Spielberg was as afraid to go across it; he wouldn't go more than thirty yards out. So to mm. prove it was sturdy, Harrison Ford ran across it and then ran back. <laughs> and he's like, "See, there's nothing." And then. Steven Spielberg still was like, no. And then he, we, it was a mile and a half to get to the other side of the, he would get in a Jeep and then drive a mile and a half to the other side. Oh my gosh. That is a long bridge. Yeah. So anyway, it would have been shorter if he just crossed the bridge, but he didn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, the story with the dummies is that they actually like flailed their arms and the person, um, one of the prop guys, I, I didn't write his name down. He, the way they did it was the dummies had like a battery 
that was activated because there was like a rubber doorstop that was attached to it and it was a switch and it was a strack to line and when the bridge blew and they fell they were detached from the line and that switched them on and so they're just like flailing their arms they fall down <laughs> i just thought that was really really cool that is cool and they they only blew it up once obviously and um it would have been cost like a lot of shitload of money if they didn't get it so they used like I think it was 18 cameras they said to shoot it. And like George Lucas is even like, yeah, sure. I'll, you know, I'll jump on a camera. Why not? And, uh, <laughs> they shot it and got it done. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, that's about the end of the movie. I'm trying to think. What else. I always think about at the end when he, um, uses the whip to pull, uh, uh, hurry and I'm always like that had to hurt yeah. like <laughs> like I would have screamed if it was Miss Piggy she would have cool. screamed yeah <laughs> yeah also not cool but <laughs> if she was Miss Piggy she would have beat his ass for that <laughs> the closing credits would have been just Willie Scott Miss Piggy beating the shit out of Indiana yeah, Jones yeah. while Short Brown looked on pointing laugh yelling very, yeah, very yeah. funny very funny. <laughs> also, apparently, the scene, the part where uh, where they're playing the card game was improvised. The like the dialogue and stuff. And I love the part where Key Key's like Key's like I'm little, you're big, you're big liar, <laughs> big cheater. <laughs> no, Doctor Jones, you cheat, you cheat. Oh man, I think what we gathered based off this conversation is that short rounds, the greatest character in cinema history. And then miss Piggy, the MVP. Definitely. And they need to make an, a Muppets version of, yeah. of Disney movies instead of live action. <laughs> Agreed. That's what I gathered. I'm glad we came together to talk about this. I don't know why I have suddenly talking like this. <laughs> a little bit of Carl Sagan, uh, a little bit of Reverend Lovejoy. I'm glad that we've gathered. Here. We gathered here to talk about in the God of the Vita. That's such a little a good... bit of a, a little bit of Ma- uh, Ben Kingsley's Mandarin. Oh yeah, and we've gathered here, <laughs> Tony Stark. <laughs> You'll never see me coming. Coming. I will randomly say that. I'm like, what fucking movie is that from? Like, I'll just be walking around saying it. They'll never see me coming. And then, like, I'm like, oh yeah, it's fucking Iron Man three. A movie that is wrongly uh, review bombed on everything because I think I think people are coming around on it. I remember people being not hot on it at the time, but I friggin' loved it. I feel oh, like people are coming around on it. When that shit popped off in the theater, I was <clears> like, "Let's fucking go, Shane Black!" Yeah. I need I need I need eight Shane mm-hmm. Black movies to come out a year, man. Let this yeah. man. That was uh because Guardians had the first, you know, MCU F-bomb. Like, I think originally Iron Man 3 was going to be the one, because Shane Black's... Like, they had to tell Shane Black, listen, they can't say fuck as much. He wrote fuck too many times in the script. Yeah. they And it was definitely way before they could even, like, even think about getting away with it. Yeah. Iron Man 3, like, happens... The, the Iron Man franchise technically concludes at the beginning of Phase 2. Yeah. That's early, man. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, that was 2013. Oh, man. All right, well, do we have anything else we want to talk about? All right, in the movie. No, um... In the movie. George Lucas, these are my final final notes I wrote down. George Lucas thinks they went darker than they should have. 
<laughs> he was like, we didn't realize how dark we were making it at the time, and it was uh, kind of darker than we anticipate, anticipated. Anticipated. And then uh, Spielberg, yeah, he cites this as his least favorite, but he's grateful he made it because he met his wife. Anyway. I wonder if that was before Crystal Skull. Yes, these interviews were before Crystal Skull. (laughs) It's so weird looking at the IMDb scores because it's like, you know, uh, Raiders is like 8.4. Temple of Doom is like... Six, it's like 6.9 or like maybe 7.2 or something like that. And mm-hmm. then uh, Last Crusade, 8.2. Uh, Crystal Skull, 6.2. Like it's like a fucking two point drop. <laughs> Precipitous. Listen, Crystal Skull's not that bad. Okay. We'll it's see. We'll, we'll, we'll have a whole we'll episode. See, I don't remember, so we'll see. We'll I think I had a fine time seeing it in the movie to theaters. It. It's I remember. I remember a very good Kate Blanchett performance. She's good at everything. She's even good as that monkey in Gamma de Toro's Pinocchio. <laughs> All right. What do we want to rate this, fellas? You want to rate it out of what? Five monkey brains? Oh, that's a good one. Five uh, snake surprises? <laughs> five, uh, yeah. five bugs? Um, I'll go ahead and, and get us started off. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with 3.75 monkey bronze. Oh, wow. I didn't realize we did quarters. Wow, 0. 0.75. Is, are we not doing quarters? Are we, are we, do we well, you can if you want. Yeah, you can do that if you want to. That's okay. fine. You do whatever you want. I, you know, I didn't. Uh, no, you know what? I hate hedging. Halves are hedging enough. Uh, I'll go with a four because at the okay. end of the day, it still has kick-ass performances, great action sequences, and it looks fucking awesome. Um, you know, uh, everything else withstanding. Yeah. Uh, I was going to give it a four, too. Guess what? Four across the boards, baby, because that's what I'm giving it. Four, four across, four, the, board. Four across the board. Yeah, it's, um, I, yeah. it's a fun time. I really like this movie. It's great. I mean, short round's the best part. And uh, mm-hmm. anyway, you've listened to this whole episode in which we talk about it. So, well, I, I, another, another thing on just like a, a broader scale is like, you know, going back to the idea of like, all the all these religions are real, yeah. um, right? Like, where's the there was the multi? Where's the 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 fucking cinematic universe for for religion? Just go nuts with all the with all the religions. Make them all real. And what would happen? What would happen if everyone was right? Um, huh? That's kind of sort sort of what we like dabble into with Marvel. Marvel kind of does it. Yeah. You know, except they don't touch the big one. <laughs> Now, it's up to Kevin Sorbo to do that. <laughs> oh, man. I did not think about talking about that guy on a podcast, but there we go. Uh, well, that's what, what we happens go- when you hit two hours. What, what are we, what are we going to do an episode of Cole the Conqueror? Another movie used to play on Encore a lot back in the day. Oh, man. Well, do y'all have any final thoughts about this movie? All right. I liked it. I really liked it. All right. <laughs> what uh? What do y'all got to plug? Uh, you can. Uh, ooh, sorry, go ahead. I sorry. Was... No, you're good. You're good. You can follow me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Letterbox. Peyton Cody Lynch. You can follow. Uh, you can also listen to me talk about films on Queer Movie Night with Deb Duncan, also on Arcade Audio. 
Uh, you can find me anywhere at Rich Cammy, uh, including Letterbox and TikTok. Uh, and you could catch me on other podcasts. We got a, a exclusive pod swoggle coming out this week, uh, or well, last week. Um, uh, who knows? We might have gotten several episodes out of that recording session. Um, uh, let's go Miami Heat. Let's go Florida Panthers. Hopefully, both are still alive, if not champions by now. Uh, and you can see me perform live at. Uh, with comedy sports as part of their minor league team, go to cszchicago.com uh, for more information and where to buy tickets and all that good stuff. I also do shows, uh, their Friday night R-rated show, House Party, which is also a wonderful hoot. Um, yeah, keep it locked. Keep it locked on my socials. Uh, actually, don't because there's no need to... Um, promote those shows because the shows are very well promoted as it is. And there's usually a, a, a paying audience showing up. Hey, pretty good. I know it's fucking wild. Yeah. Let me know well, which days were, which, which, uh, uh, actually no. Cause the July schedule isn't even out yet. All right. I'll let you know when uh, I'll worry about that later. Uh, I have, it, I have it mapped out. I know uh, do. Yeah. Follow me on letterboxd, uh, Lathan video on there. I'm, not I don't anyway I don't really do social media anymore. It's a uh, it's stupid. I don't think I've yeah been anybody on yeah anybody on social media you're stupid you, you, you stupid dumb dummies dumb dumbs. I don't uh, think I've been on Facebook you're not smart since I got engaged because it's like uh, the, honestly if I'm being honest just like the thought of like answer like replying to all the comments is just like eh, it's yeah. so overwhelming to ever go back to Facebook again. That um. Ted Lasso this season had a really good joke in which like um, they're talking about their Keely was putting out like something they're talking about they're putting something out on Facebook mm-hmm. and it was like he's like ah oh, we really don't want to put it on Facebook because there's nothing but racist and old people in there now it's the fucking truth anyway. yeah uh, the waste and uh, all Instagram now is just stories. That's all I fucking see on there is just people posting stories. And it's just like, eh. Whatever happened to the good old <laughs> days of social media where Facebook was for students and you could get a fucking sitcom deal off of Twitter? Oh, man. Uh, anyway, I used, I, like, I used to like make videos and put them on Instagram. And that was like a novel thing. That's like, what TikTok's make- for now make like edited stuff we're now with the algorithm like you got to do everything in app and like no you can't. i know i know it's none of that fucking post-production shit like let me let me put some fucking work <laughs> into it let me put in some work so i can get three views i need that <laughs> all right i want to put my blood sweat and tears into this so i can get three views okay and one of them is a bot and you know that because i'm staring at the insights <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Come back next week where we talk about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, uh, the ultimate dad movie. Rip, do you have a quotation to take us out on? Uh, This was difficult because you said them all, pretty much. Uh, But you didn't say, nice try, Laoche. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.